Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast today is dedicated and sponsored in honor of Mara's Dweck on his birthday, sponsored by his children and grandchildren. Breakfast is also dedicating loving memory of Victor J. Sabag, Alava Shalom, Leilui Nishmat Haim Ben Farid, Alava Shalom, sponsored by his son, Dr. Mitch Sabag. <coughs> Our parasha opens with a, uh, an interesting line. Vayeshev Yaakov, and Yaakov settles Be'eretz Mugure Aviv in the land where his father had lived, had sojourned, Be'eretz Kenan, in the land of Kenan. And then it, it tells us who, what happened after he's uh, living in this land of Kenan, the land of Israel, where his father, where his father lived. Ele Toldot Yaakov Yosef. These are the generations of Yaakov. Yosef ben Shivasri Shanaya. Uh, Yosef was 17 years old and he was uh, shepherding with his brothers uh, the sheep. Now, it's interesting because we're reading this line, Ele toldot Yaakov, Yosef. This is the children of Yaakov, Yosef. That's a little strange. We have this exact pasuk that appears numerous times in the Torah. Ele toldot Noah, we have it. We also have it earlier on in Parashat toldot where we're reading about the children of Abraham, who's Yitzchak. So it's interesting. In each case, it describes the children of, uh, that, of that person. But what's, what's uh, fascinating is when it talks about Toldot, Noach, it says all of Noach's children. When it, when it speaks about the, cho- the children of Abraham, what does it say about the children of Abraham? Abraham Olid et Yitzchak. It doesn't say Abraham Olid et Yitzchak ve'et Yishmael. Ve'et, all the children of Keturah. What does it say? It says his primary child. The child that was going to carry on uh, the root, the, the mission of his father. So it's interesting when it comes to Yaakov Avinu, if you have these two mod- uh, modalities, one where you're describing the children of the father and you talk about all of them, and one where you're describing the children of the father and you only talk about one of them, which would you assume it's going to say, if you didn't know the next word in the Pasuk, which would you assume it was going to say? Ele toldot Yaakov. You hear about all of them. Because all of the children of Yaakov carried on in his way. So why is it that it's delineating and describing the children of Yaakov only as Yosef? And I want to share with you something, Rabotai, that is remarkable. Okay? <clears throat> the Rabbi Yaakov Abu Hatira who is the grandfather of, where my Moroccans at? The grandfather of, sorry, is uh, uh, the, what was, they, he, the name was changed to Abu Hatira because of the story involving the neat, the nest, a miracle with the carpet. Okay, Abu Hatira, that's what the name means. He is the grandfather of Baba Sali. Nachon, where my Moroccans at, yeah? Okay? He shares the most unbelievable uh, concept in his Sefer Pituche Chotam. What does he say? Listen to this. <laughs> Each one of, uh, uh, of the Avot from Yitzhak, we find something in Yitzhak which is interesting, which is mirrored in Yaakov, which is mirrored again in Yosef. Take the name of Yitzhak. The letters of Yitzhak are Yud, 10. Sadi, 90. Het, 8. Kuf, 100. Together we have 200 and... Eight, it's just, which is exactly to the number 
The name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 26 times 8. You take the name Yaakov, Yud, 10, Ayin, 70, Kuf, 100, and Bet, 182, which is exactly the name of God, 7 times. You take the name of Yosef, Yud, 10, Vav, 6, Shamach, 60, right? and pay 80 is how much exactly? 156, Nachon, which is exactly the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, times 6. So 8, Yitzhak is times 8, Yaakov is times 7, Yosef is times 6. And the reason why Yitzhak is times 8 is very easy to understand. Because Yitzhak is the first person in the world to have the mitzvah properly of Brit Milah. Now I know you're thinking, what are you talking about? Avraham. Avraham did not have Brit Milah properly. When did he do his Brit Milah? At the age of? 99. 99. When is a person supposed to have Brit Milah? Eight days, Eight days old. Who else had a Brit Milah? Yishmael. How, what age? 13. The first person in the world to be able to be Mekadeshim Shamayim. With Brit Milah is Yitzhak. So his name is eight times the concept of, of Havaya of God's name in this world. But what's fascinating is the Sifarim tell us and Rabbi Yaakov Abu Hatzir explains that there are three major sins that repeat themselves over and over and over in the annals of history. What are the three major sins? The three big sins that a person is not allowed to give up, is not allowed to save his life by transgressing. Idolatry, Adultery and murder. One more time. Idolatry, adultery, and murder. Each one of our forefathers stood in contradistinction to those great sins. To be able to wipe out from this earth the, uh, the evil that is represented by those three Aberot. Yaakov, sorry, Abraham Avinu, we know he risked his life in order to be able to, to what's it called? To not worship idols. They threw him in a kivshana esh, in a furnace of fire. He had to walk through. He's, so he rectified the avon of Abu Dazara. Yishak Avinu rectified the avon of murder by allowing himself to be to be bound on the mizbeach. He took the concept of uh, of of killing someone for no purpose, and he rectified. He turned that around by being a korban. What was left for Yaakov to be metaken to fix? The, the avon of adultery. Arayot. But we don't find that Yaakov Avinu fixes that avon. Says Rabbi Yaakov Abu Hatzira that you have to understand Yaakov and Yosef were one person. They were one neshama. They looked identical. Even to the point, Rabotai, where it struck me, now Rabbi Yaakov Abu Hatzir doesn't say this, this is my own chidush, but Yaakov's name has God's name in it how many times? Seven. Y Yosef has it how many times? Six. How many times you put them together? There's 13. From Yaakov and from Yosef, how many tribes emerge? Thirteen. Because we know that ya Yosef himself gives birth to Two tribes, Menashe and Ephraim. Yaakov Avinu says Menashe and Ephraim are now incorporated into the Jewish nation. So you have 12 tribes, Yosef gives up his own, and how many tribes, so to speak, are there that come from Yaakov and Yosef as one? 
all 13. So since Yosef is the continuation of Yaakov Avinu, he rectifies the sin of adultery when he stands against Potiphera and he doesn't commit the sin later on in this week's parasha. Now, why am I sharing this concept and this idea with you? Because I think that there's something here which is unbelievable. And it's not something which is about gematriot. Sometimes you find the gematria, you're like, oh, okay, very nice. Hazaku baruch. You made these numbers and those numbers, you threw them together, you juggled at a circus, you wound up with this thing. The stipler once said that a, the value and the power of any gematria is only as good as the person who said it. Yani, you came up with something over T, you know, that doesn't mean anything. You put it into a computer and it says that, you know, Shlomo Farhi is the numbers of Mashiach. It means nothing. You know, you made, you made two numbers work out to be the same. But when you're a Sadiq and you understand the essence of both ideas, you're drawing and using the idea of Gematria numerical weight to connect the two concepts. So what am I sharing with you this idea for? And I think that this is very, very powerful. What we see here is that in the name of each and every person in this world, is Tamun is hidden, the name of God. Whether it's eight times or seven times or six times or five times or ten times, whether it's exactly because you lived a life of perfection or if it's extra because it doesn't actually work out that way for you. Because in your life, your life didn't, it didn't represent God in a completeness. There were moments and times where you failed. But the name of God is on everyone. Vira'u kol ameha aretz. That the name of God is called upon you. When was the name of God called upon us? When God named, gave Yaakov the name, the national name of Yisrael. Like we say on the Tefilot, on the holidays, we say, You called your name on the name of Israel, in the name of the Jewish people. Rabotai, what that means is that when a person sees their life and they see their life as going to a job and they see their life as building a family and they see their life as uh, buying a house and paying a mortgage and renting a car and finding a garage to then park that car that you rented in, right? If you see your life like that, then you're, not, you're completely missing the game. Whereas what we're learning from here is that every person has come to this world really only to be able to bring out the name of God in the world in some way. And I know that this sounds like a crazy thing because everybody says when you look at yourself and everybody, of course I'm including myself in this, who am I? I'm a nobody. All the averot that I do, all the lashonara that I speak, all the times that I'm tempted with this sin or with that sin, I do this wrong and I do that wrong and I lost my temper with this one and I judged that one and I was short with this one and I was callous or careless with the other one. We're all suffering from some element of ourself which is lacking perfection. But Borei Olam says to each one of us, Rochi, I put you here to bring out my name in this world where someone should say because of something that you did, God bless you. They invoke the name of God. Do you understand what that means? If someone says, you do something, you inspire them, even a person, random person on the street, God bless you. What happened? You just brought literally God's name into the world. Okay? So you have specific people who are supposed to do specific jobs. Yitzhak brings out the concept of Brit Milah in this world. Why Yitzhak? 
Because the idea of a Brit Milah is they remove a tiny bit of the, at the end of a person's manhood. The end at that space is the place of heightened pleasure. And to minimize pleasure, who represents the Midah of internal strength? Yitzhak. So Yitzhak had to bear the crown of bringing Brit Milah to the world. Yaakov and Yosef, what is their job to do? It's their job to bring about <clears throat> uh, the Shivatim in the world, to bring about a people. That was their job. So Yaakov and Yosef had to look like one another. Yaakov knew from the time that Yosef was born that it was going to be this child. I think you need to pay attention to one beautiful idea from the Chida. The Chida says that there are four major problems that Yaakov suffers in his life. The major problems are his brother Esav, okay, his daughter Dina, his son Yosef, and what's the final one that he go- suffers with? Lavan. Every, every time he moves, Lavan tries to mess him over. So four major problems. Esav, uh, sorry, we'll do them in order actually. Let's do them in order. Yosef, Dina, Esav, Lavan. Now you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Why is that in order? Because if you take a look, Rabotai, if you take a look, you'll notice that Yosef, and then Dina, and then Esav, and then Lavan, the second letter of each one of their names, the second letter of Yosef is the letter Vav. The second letter of the word Dina is Yud. The second letter of Esav is Shin. And the second letter of the word Lavan is Bet. That means that in the experience of Yaakov Avinu, there was something that's, that jumps out of all of his problems. And what is that? That's Vayeshev. Our rabbis tell us, Bikesh Yaakov Leshev Bishava. Yaakov finally gets to Israel. He has literally arrived at the promised land. You know how certain things are cliche? Yeah, you know, cliche, the promised land. Literally, he was in the land that was promised to him by God. Hashem says, go back to Eretz Israel. I got you. He gets to Eretz Israel, And now he's like, finally, I suffered with all these things. The aftermath, after suffering through each one of these stories, Yaakov wants Vayeshev. Surely what comes next is, what comes second after the first letter of the experience is for me to just relax a little bit, to take my foot off the gas. Says, uh, says Rashi, quoting the Gemara, you want to relax? You're a Sadiq. You're a righteous person. You know when you relax? You know my father used to say when I was tired? My father would say to me all the time, Shlomo, you'll sleep when you're dead. You'll sleep when you're dead. If you're here and your eyes are open, you're here for a reason. Yaakov, you think you went through these problems, now you can relax? Now what does it mean Yaakov wants to relax? Yaakov's going to the Bahamas? Why do they call it Bahamas? Because it's Behemot, right? Why is that over there? Everyone goes there, they throw off the yoke of everything that they have to do as a human being. People go and they make a lot of mistakes in places like that, okay? So you think that's what Yaakov wanted to relax like that? No. Relaxing for Yaakov was to do Siyum Hashas. Relaxing for Yaakov was to do misvot, to open up a yeshiva, to sit down with his boys. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I don't think you understand Yaakov. That's not the second thing over here. That's not, that's not what happens after the troubles. You know what happens after the troubles? You get more troubles. You know what happens after the troubles? You get more troubles. What I need you to do, Yaakov, he says, is change your perspective 
on troubles. Because the minute a person changes their perspective on troubles, they understand that this is what they came for. There's no more complaining really. This is what you were born to do. And I need, I need to kind of convey this in a way where it looks and feels like a practical, relevant element. I want you to imagine you go to work and your boss says, Boker Tov, thank you for coming. Uh, here's what I want you to do today. Imagine you say to your boss, what, more work? I worked yesterday. I worked the day before. Also before that, the three days ago I, was, I worked. Four days ago I worked. The boss says, Azaku Baruch, so go home, you don't want to work. Do you understand? God says to a soul that does not want to work in this world, okay, Fada, come home. You want to be here in this world? You want to open your eyes? You want to breathe? You want to have the resources that God gives you? You wake up and you say to Borei Olam, hit me with the problems. Now, what does this mean, hit me with the problems? I read the most magnificent story. There's a cleaning lady cleaning this uh, you know, woman's house. She cleans up the kitchen, she cleans up the living room, she cleans up the dining room, she cleans up the rooms upstairs, and she finally finishes cleaning, uh, what's it called? She finishes cleaning the whole house. The grandkids come over to the house, Baruch Hashem, the gematria of grandchildren is the same as terrorists, right? Baruch Hashem, in two seconds, you know, they rip open the pillows, there's fluff, fluff, feathers everywhere. One of them finds the, what's it called, the, uh, the chocolate uh, powder. He starts making himself a hot chocolate. Two seconds later, there's chocolate powder all over the floor. So Abus, you know kids want to help, right? They always want to help. The kid sees chocolate on the floor. He thinks, you know what? You know what usually cleans stuff? Water. So he puts the water into the chocolate powder on the floor. <laughs> Three seconds later, they're skating around the kitchen. There's chocolate footprints up and down the white carpet stairs. Okay, it takes the kids three minutes, four minutes max, and the whole house is upside down. The woman has eat. She just went to the bathroom for three minutes. She comes out. The house is a tornado. She feels bad. She calls the uh, the cleaning lady in. She was a, a very very sweet, very wonderful. Uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, you know, uh, woman from okay, who come over from uh, Ecuador. Okay, it was where I heard the story. Come from Ecuador, and she says to her, she says, I'm, "I'm so sorry. I know you just got finished cleaning the whole house." And the woman says to her in her accent, sweetly, she says, "Mises." She says, "No worry." She says, "Don't worry. Don't worry." She says, "But you just cleaned the whole house." She says, "You pay me to clean." If there's nothing to clean, I go home. I'm here to get paid. I'm here to get paid. We are here in this world to get paid. There's no jobs. You don't have a job. You can't get paid. Now, of course, we don't want problems from God that we can't deal with. That's what we say. Could you imagine a star football player who gets a great contract and they don't let him play? You know why? We don't want him to get injured. We just gave the guy $300 million contract. We put him on the field. Oh, these big burly football players are going to tackle him. Yes, they're going to tackle him. That's the point. And you pay him the big bucks because he can avoid being tackled. He's going to get hit. That's what the game is. Do you understand? That is what the game is. 
Vayeshev, you think that after you suffered, you own the world? God, now he owes you something? Now everything has to be easy street? It's never easy street. It's easy street when we're dead. We just have to pray to God to give us, like we said last week, a little space to breathe between them. We pray to God to be able to have challenges that we have the capacity to overcome. And God says, I got that one already, don't worry. I didn't, sh- I didn't send you anything. I didn't send you anything that you couldn't overcome. And I'll end with this. One of my favorite stories about the Baal Tanya, although they say it about other rabbis as well, so uh, it could be that it is a, a legend, but the idea is the same. The Baal Tanya walks in and he sees a man praying. All of a sudden they run in and they say, Yassel, yeah? Your ship, it sank. The guy on the spot in his talet tefillim faints on his face on the floor. All of his money was tied up in the goods that was on that ship. If it sunk, he, his, he has no house. He has no school fees. He has no uh, money for clothing. He has nothing. They bring uh, the water. They put splash water on his face. They wake him up. Immediately the guy says, my boat faints again. They bring the smelling sorts, he wakes up. Again, the guy says, my boat faints again. The Balatanya says, amateurs, get out of the way. The guy's on the floor. He walks up to him, he gives him a couple pachas on the face. The guy wakes up and he's about to yell again, my boat. But before he can yell my boat and faint for the fourth time, the Balatanya says, it wasn't your boat. It wasn't your boat. The guy says, oh my God, thank you. I can't believe it. Wow. You don't understand. I wasn't, I wasn't coping. I couldn't deal. You know, the, the Balatanya says, I know. We saw, we saw you couldn't deal, right? Yeah, you were, uh, okay? The guy comes to, he starts praying. All the people crowd around the Balatanya. They say, how could you do that? How could you lie to him? The Balatanya says, I didn't lie to him. It's not his boat. Two minutes later, who comes in? Someone from the port. We got it wrong, we got it wrong. It wasn't Yassel's boat. They come to the Balatanya and they're like, wow, Sadiq, Navi, you know, Kohen Gadol, Mashiach. And he says, you know, I'm not a Navi, I'm not the son of a Navi. You know, that's not how I knew it wasn't his boat. I knew it wasn't his boat because I looked at him and I saw that he was incapable of dealing with this challenge. And if he was incapable, physically, the minute he heard about it, passed out on the floor. He wakes up again, on the floor again. Impossible. It cannot be that this is actually a challenge that he's experiencing. Borei Olam says to us, I got you. Don't worry about it. That's the beauty in this word Vayeshev. If we wake up every day and we're trying to fulfill the 26 in our name, the name of God that is called upon us, we're trying to bring out God's name in the world. It doesn't mean that there's going to be easy sailing. We all know Sadiqim that have it rough. Just because you're a Sadiq doesn't mean Hashem gives you easy street. But it means, Rabbutai, it means that you are blessed in this world to be given opportunities to earn your keep, to earn your portion here and in the world to come. And Be'ezat Hashem, through that process and Emunah, we can get through all of the difficult things that God sends us. As we saw at the end of last week, Vayavo Ya'akov Shalem and Ya'akov comes through in the end completely whole. Baruch Adra Amen Amen.